0: Hello, I am Dr. Azrael Bermant, lecturer in international relations, and I am with Dr. Michelle Dunn, director of the Middle East Program and senior fellow at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Azrael.
0: We're very interested in discussing the broader regional implications of the the normalization deals between Israel and the United Mm Arab Emirates and Bahrain, Uh, but we're also interested in the economic implications of these deals and also The prospects of a dangerous arms race in the region. Now, Michelle, what I wanted to ask you first, Um, are these deals as momentous as the Trump administration is claiming or or is this just uh, some kind of pre-election hoopla uh, designed to boost uh, the Trump administration's election prospects? Uh, What do these deals signify?
1: Yeah, I mean, Azrael, I do think the deals are important for Trump electorally, not that I think Americans will vote on them, but these deals make his peace plan look like more of a success than a failure. So that's a a good thing for Trump. In terms of the region, um, I, I don't think they are necessarily momentous for regional peace, but I do think they show us some very important things that are going on in the region, One thing that I think has been under-discussed is the way, to me, the the fact that these Gulf countries are making peace with Israel show their awareness of their declining uh, wealth and importance in the world. As we see the oil era slowly uh, declining the importance of oil in the world, these countries like the UAE really have to be worried about um, the investment that major international powers will make in their stability in the future. So I think they've bought themselves a bit of an insurance policy here by making these deals with Israel.
0: Now, um, do, do you think, though, that um, in terms of uh, re- regional tensions, uh, do you think that, in fact, perhaps the, the problem is that, uh, the, if, if anything, there, there are other dangers which may arise, uh, for example, in terms of, um, the, on one side you could have Israel um, and the Gulf states uh, the UAE uh, Bahrain, and the sort of Saudis, possibly a later stage, and the other side you've got in, in, in excess of you've got Iran and it's and uh, Syria and this is is this not a danger of ramping up tensions?
1: Well, it could be and it's it's hard to calculate exactly to what extent the Gulf states protect themselves versus endanger themselves. Um, through these deals, what I am really concerned about, though, is the way this, the uh, the fact that the U.S. promised to the UAE uh, F-35 fighter aircraft as part of this deal. I'm really worried about how this is going to kick off a regional arms race. As I understand it, Israel has already put in its wish list for advanced weaponry to maintain its qualitative military edge, and it will go on and on. From there, Egypt, Turkey, other countries in the region, everyone's going to want in on this. Uh, and that, that worries me. I think, you know, from the Trump administration's point of view, that's great in terms of just more and more American arms sales in the region, of which there are already plenty. But um, it does make me worry about regional stability. And, you know, I also wanted to mention, Azrael, you recently wrote this interesting article in Foreign Policy uh, on September 17th, talking about the nuclear part of that, the fact that uh, some of the Arab states, including UAE and Saudi Arabia, are, are ramping up their nuclear programs and what the regional stability implications for
0: that are. Yes, um, this is a very important point. I mean, for example, over recent years, Israel and the Saudis have become closer. Um, we've seen, uh, for example, that Netanyahu was, was silent um, and was ready to defend the Saudi regime after the murder of uh, the, the, the dissident uh, Saudi journalist, uh, Jamaj Kavachoggi. And then, even uh, very, very curiously, Netanyahu has fought so hard against the Iranian nuclear programme has been silent over the advancing Saudi uh, nuclear program. Um, Of course, Saudis have said that if uh, Iran goes nuclear, they too will go nuclear. And of course, Tehran is now removing the shackles on its program and moving closer to a nuclear breakout. So we actually have a paradox that the same Bibi Netanyahu who was fought fiercely to prevent Iran from going nuclear is is not, uh, is going, is chosen public silence um, when the Saudis are moving ahead with their nuclear program. And of course, uh, this is a program that could threaten Israel if a new leadership arises in Saudi Arabia. And of course, the same argument goes for the F-35s that are going to the UAE. How do we know what happens if dissent is rising dissent in these countries? Uh, this is something that Netanyahu and, uh, and Trump aren't willing to acknowledge.
1: Right. I mean, I would also point out that Egypt and Jordan are also pursuing um, nuclear reactors for energy purposes. But you know, you never know where that's going to go. Um, so yes. anyway, yes,
0: that, that that is that is that is true, and and uh, so we there really there is a dangers of of course uh, the, the the dangers of nuclear proliferation certainly will be a rising uh, concern. Uh, so. Um, we're unfortunately we're running out of time, so uh, I want to thank you, Michelle, for ju- for your excellent analysis today, and uh, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome, Ezra I enjoyed our conversation.